Our week 11 power rankings are here. Is there too much parity in the NFL in which mediocre team through 10 weeks is poised to make a Super Bowl run? You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up and welcome in to another edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Tony, let's dive right in. Power rankings. Yeah. Because let's go. this. Normally we do it in the third segment. We're going to start right off with it because it's going to set the table for the entire show. Our week 11 power rankings are here. If you're watching on YouTube, boom, you see them. If not, that's okay. We're going to tell you them because the Kansas City Chiefs move from three to one. To me, that's a no-brainer. The Vikings all the way up to number two. The Eagles down to three, followed by the Bills, Ravens rounding out the top five. And then six through 10 is the 49ers, the Dolphins, both rising up. The Bengals staying put after their bye. The Cowboys falling to nine. And the Jets staying put at 10. Tony, any thoughts on the first 10? No, other than the fact that every single one of those teams in the first 10 is beatable. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had three or four teams that we thought were heads and shoulders above everyone else. And then we had four or five teams that had a few little issues like Tua had to come back and the Bengals had to get back Jamar Chase and Dak had to come back. And now we, we, to me, what we have is, I don't know if we have more than two elite teams and then two or three or four very good teams after that. Mm -hmm. I think this is setting up for us to have somebody do what the Bengals did last year, your Bengals, and that is get hot, especially with this extra week. So we're 10 weeks in when we still got seven games. It just, for, even though it's one game, it just feels like a long time for teams to really get their act together. I think we have some teams that are poised to get their act together and shake things up by the end of the season. Yeah, I, I, uh, I certainly think the window is open for that, for some of the teams that I'm about to name as we go 11 through 21 here. The Seattle Seahawks falling to 11, the Titans 12, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 13. I'm going to say it again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 13, a little foreshadowing for you. Mm -hmm. The New York Giants 14, the Los Angeles Chargers 15, followed by the Patriots, Commanders, and Packers, who they fell to 21 last week. They're up to 18 following their win. The Falcons and Cardinals round out the top 20, and the Rams Nightmare season for the Rams. They fall to 21. Yeah, they fall to 21, and this is what's called selling your soul. They sold out for one Super Bowl. They have no – I don't think they have a first-round draft pick until 2057. But the thing is, is they did it for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, in, they're in a big market, big stadium. They they It's almost like George Steinbrenner came out of the grave and ran the Rams and said, we're going all in because – uh, we're asking people to do a lot of stuff for this franchise and we need to win a championship. And that's what they did. But now they're going to pay for it. And if they yeah. don't pay for it, if they don't, if they don't fix it and start hitting some late round draft picks, they're going to still be in trouble. The Browns, the Browns are another team. They're sitting at 22. They're getting Deshaun Watson back here in a couple of weeks. 
We'll see what that means. It, it could mean a, a whole lot if they can hold on. Detroit's 23. The Bears are 24. The Steelers are 25. Saints, Broncos, Jaguars are 26, 27, and 28. Colts are 29. Panthers, Raiders, and Texans round out the bottom three, and the Raiders are the biggest disappointment in the NFL. No doubt. No doubt about it. I, I mean – the Colts are still a disappointment, but the fact that Jeff Saturday and, and those guys beat the Raiders, I mean, just uh, – I, I, where's the offense? This should be yeah. a team – even without Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, this should be a team that scores points. They got Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. They should score, Tony. And the boy genius in uh, Josh McDaniel, even though, you know, I forgot, you know, it's been about 15 years since he was a young guy. He, you know, he's an older guy now, and you would think that – he was, he, you know, he, he would have gotten this together. And they've really, really, when you think about the fact that all of the turmoil they went through last year with John Gruden leaving or being, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, removed and Rich Basakia and the special teams coach taking over and how they galvanized themselves and made the playoffs, they actually have taken a step backwards with Josh McDaniel. And mm-hmm. um the luster is really worn off of him to the point where he had to get Mark Davis had to come out and give him a vote of confidence. And that's crazy at this point. It is. It is crazy. What, what to me, that is a bigger surprise than the Broncos, but the AFC West in general has been a disappointment outside of the chiefs. And to me, the Broncos as big of a disappointment as they are. I, I just I thought the Raiders. I was like, man, I think I think they figured it out. I think Josh McDaniels is going to do enough. I didn't know if he was going to be great, but mm-hmm. I thought it would be good enough. Um, but but we, what we need to do, Tony, is talk about because you said what we went through the top ten of those power rankings, and you said all of those teams are beatable. And so the word that comes to mind is parody. And is is that good? Is that bad? Which teams? could make a run we're going to dive into that coming up next here on locked on nfl but first a word from turo because turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace with turo you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts you can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget from the u.s to uk to canada coming soon to australia test drive a new electric vehicle you've had your eye on which I've used Turo to do this when the Bengals played the Cowboys earlier this year. Thank you, Dallas, for that because I got to test drive a little Tesla. It was a lot of fun. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Again, Turo.com, T-U-R-O.com. All right, segment two here on Locked On NFL on a Wednesday with James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. Um, James, we're going to get into this parody issue real quick. However, just recently released on the Locked On Sports Network is the fact that they have uh, been online, of course, one of our great sponsors, have released the odds to win the Super Bowl title this year. The Buffalo Bills are still at the top at plus 400. Kansas City's right behind at plus five. Philly is at plus 525. The San Francisco 49ers are plus 750. It's a lot of parity, man. The the difference between Buffalo and let's just say Dallas, who's down at like number seven, is not that much. And that means that there's parity in the NFL, real parity. 
people always talk about having parity until they get it. And then when they get it, they get angry that there's no David versus Goliath. You know, there's no, there's no big dragon that you have to slay. I've yep. always said that in sports, there's always been dominance. Whether you go back to basketball with UCLA and John Wooden, where you got the five best players in the country every single year, or Gino Ariyama in women's basketball, there's always been just this dominant team, the Yankees, you go through the Lakers. There's always been this thing. People act as if the lack of parity or the void of parity is like this harmful thing until they get it. And I'll give you an example. A few years, it was not a few years back, you know, about a decade or so ago, there was parity in the NBA and the worst finals ever was the Spurs and the Pistons. Nobody wanted to see it, but those were the two teams that quote unquote played the game the right way. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and they weren't full of superstars that people thought were these Duncan guys dunking all over the place and everything. It was Tim Duncan. It was Mr. Fundamental. It was Larry Brown and he was going and nobody watched it. So the question is, is, is there too much parity in, in, in the NFL? And at some point, are we going to pay for it? And folks are going to mm-hmm. be disinterested because there's no dragon to slay. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. One, the Pistons would have won that finals if Rasheed Wallace didn't leave Robert Ori in the corner in game <laughs> six. I believe it was game six because that was the one where it was two to two. Uh, the, the the Spurs crushed the Pistons the first two games, and the Pistons came back and crushed the Spurs the next two games. And then it's game five, final game at Detroit, and you got to get it because it was the 2-3-2 two, two format, that, which they, they no longer do. And the Pistons blew that game. They won game six and lost game seven. So history changes if Rasheed Wallace knew how to guard someone in the corner. Sorry, Rasheed, it's true. That said, yeah, it's – to me – the Chiefs are clearly the best team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. But, but I watched the Bengals beat them twice last year. I watched the Bills beat them. They're, they're certainly beatable. And so to your point, who, one, is there a, a juggernaut to root against? It would have been the Rams. It would have been the Rams. That would have been yep. the team. If they had won and then they pull off a trade at the deadline which they were trying to do and they were negotiating they were trying to get burns from carolina imagine if they had a winning record and then they get burns and just ridiculous it it would have been they would have been the darth vader they would have been the villain for everyone that isn't a rams fan but they haven't delivered this year and so you're right it's wide open there is parity there's also time for these teams to kind of separate themselves Mm-hmm. And the team I cover and talk about every day, the Bengals, they're in the middle of this. They're eighth in our power rankings. But let's be honest, they're in like an eight-team cluster right now where they're not at the top of the league. And maybe they end up there, but they're certainly not at the bottom of the league, and they might just be mediocre. And some of these teams, they're going to have to start to separate themselves. And you know, the Chiefs have done that from the rest of their division, right? The AFC West, no one has shown up. You know, the Chargers have been disappointing. Five and four, that's disappointing. The Broncos uh, a lot are of people, a mess. A mess. And, and so, you know, the Bucks they're feeling better about themselves at five and five. But, you know, there's just been a lot of letdowns. And so I, I expect some of these teams to be who we thought they were coming into the year in the second half of the season. The Rams, I don't think they're going to be able to do that without no. Cooper Cup. The Bucks, could they be one of those teams? Maybe. Uh, and, and, and I'll ask you and, and let you go in a second. The Seahawks, could they take a step back to reality now 
where they, they, they might not be as good as we thought they could have been, right? And, and so that's the part where it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of middle. And at some point, the middle has to separate. Otherwise, it's just going to be this ugly, weird, unique year where everyone's 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight and nine. Well, what's weird is last year, the AFC West and the NFC West were probably the two best divisions in football because of the top-to-bottom parity, even though Seattle was a little bit off. The other NFC West teams, all of them were vying for playoff uh, spots. And then AFC West, it was Denver was down a little bit, but everybody else was someone who could beat anybody. Now it's the difference. We used to call the NFC East the NFC least. Not anymore, because all five of those, all four of those teams are 500 or better, right? And we always just had the AFC East as a foregone conclusion. Well, now, all of those teams are 500 or better. And if the playoffs started tomorrow, all four AFC East teams would make it because New England would be the last wild card. That's wild to me. It is absolutely wild to me that there's that much parity. There's that much. Uh, I think some early season injuries have, have had an effect. Tua's injury had an sure. effect. Uh, yeah. Jamar Chase has obviously had an effect. And now um, I believe the emergence of certain teams like Minnesota has totally thrown this thing into a loop because I don't know anyone other than Randy. Randy Moss, I will say, I think he picked them to go. I did not evaluate that roster. And I'll give you credit. I think you even said, can they win the NFC West? And I I mean, the, the NFC North. And I said, no. So you were even on them a little bit, but I just didn't see it with them, with Mike Zimmer being removed and, Mm-hmm. Their defense being the way it was, and Rick Spielman trading away all those draft picks that he did. He traded a second round pick for Yannick Ngakwe, and then had recouped it like six weeks later for a third round pick. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, there's no way that Minnesota's going to be good. And guess what? They're good, and Kirk Cousins is no longer the punchline for a bunch of jokes. So there's a lot of parity, and there's a lot of teams that are hanging around and got off to really good starts. The question is, and we're going to answer this one in segment three. The question is, is are some of those teams that got off to late starts or are some of those teams that are starting to get healthy or that we anticipate are going to get healthy? Some of the usual suspects, will they start showing up and knocking on the door? One of them I wrote off that I think you're going to talk about. Yeah, I think you know which one I'm going to talk about. Today's show brought to you by LinkedIn, because these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to get to LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs is, well, they have one, it's free. Two, they have simple tools that are going to help you narrow down and find the right candidate for the position you're looking for. Screening questions that make it easy to focus on the right candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And today's show is sponsored and brought to you by betonline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Who knew that the Brooklyn Nets would fire Steve, uh, Steve Nash and start actually playing some defense? I did because Steve Nash isn't known for defense. But there's more that you can get at Bet Online. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you 
love sports podcast. You can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Tony. It, there's there's a lot of teams in the middle, stuck in the middle. What teams could emerge and kind of take themselves out of the middle and vault themselves into contending status? I have to start with the team that you know. That you I knew, know. I knew it was coming. I'm bullish on. You really want to bury Tom Brady? Yeah. Not you. Not you specifically. Actually, I did. But but, but a lot of people. Hey man, Tom Brady, it's over. It's over for Tampa. He's he's over here boating and doing things and leaving and all this. And now he's got got the the off the field stuff and him and his wife are no longer together and the divorce now. And oh my God. And you look up and they just go two and zero against the Rams and the Seahawks. Yep. Might not might not be anything. Could be yep. something. Mm-hmm. The, the, their young running back emerges. Yes. And in and suddenly in Rashad White in in shows, hey, I can run for a hundred plus and be this pass catching threat that you need to be alongside Leonard Fournette. Because I think they still need Leonard Fournette, but yeah. having a reliable pass catch out of the backfield, how important is that for a Tom Brady offense? Kate Otten slowly emerging there for at tight end for them. And then the usual suspects, whether it's Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Godwin looking better and better by week might help him a little bit more. And then the real point here, outside of you really want to doubt Tom Brady, I feel like we've done this way too long for people to still do it, and yet here we are. It's the, the division they're in. They're in first place at 5-5. Five and five. They literally can be in the middle and then go on the road to what? Minnesota? Do you think Tom Brady is going to be scared to go to Minnesota or really worried about having to go to Philly, a team they right. beat last year in the playoffs? I'm not saying that they're going to just suddenly go through all these – but you look at the top, the top teams in the power rankings and the quarterbacks. Who's who's scary right now? Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts, Jimmy G. I'm just looking at NFC teams. Dak Prescott. Like those are the teams that the the Buccaneers are going to have to deal with. So bury them if you wish. You know, teams that in, in people that buried them. I still think that there's a shot that the Bucks um, can turn things around and, and not only win that division, which they're in, in position to do but also make a postseason run. Yeah, you're right. Um, one I want to mention that is not going to surprise anybody. So I'll go AFC and NFC <clears throat> because my NFC choice is going to surprise you. AFC Miami. And it's not really a surprise, uh, but Miami's for real, man. They made trades and Tua is an MVP candidate. And the only reason they're still ranked as low as they are in the power rankings is because Tua was injured for those few weeks. But They'd be a lot mm-hmm. higher than that. And, and I believe everybody knows that they're coming in. They're a very dangerous team. The other one, I'm not going to count out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers yet. And the reason why I won't do it is <laughs> why are you looking? I know. Oh I, said, I saw you. Oh the re- the reason, God. listen, listen, here's the reason the why. Reason. Here's the reason why I won't do it. All they needed was somebody to emerge. And Christian Watson showed up and oh. got three touchdowns the other day. Okay. So they have this identity. They're going to put Best Aaron Rodgers. They're going to, they're, but they're going to put Aaron Rodgers in the center. And they just, I, I gave them no shot against Dallas the other day, and because Dallas is defense, really, it's because, Dallas, but it's their defense. But the thing oh. is, man, they, I think they, they, they found an identity, and 
if you look at their schedule, oh. if they if they can sneak in, the one time oh. they won a Super Bowl, they won it as a wild card. If they can sneak in on the back end, they can be a problem for some people. I'm telling you, they can be. <laughs> look at you, man. I see you shaking your head around, man. Come on, you gotta give me. I, I, I'm just, I'm just I, telling you. I, I mean, I'm going with you the the same way you're going with Brady. I'm going with Rodgers, but I'm just but, saying, I'm I'm going to give them a, a chance because they can really run the football. Man, they, they can actually cover uh, on the back end. I'm giving Green Bay a shot. I get why you say, oh, you're going Brady. Those going those Rogers. NFC, the, the, you know, the I, NFC I've, East teams I've are going to beat each reasons, other up. The NFC I've East teams are going to beat each other up. I have seven reasons why I'm more confident in my pick than yours. You should be. Seven. Seven to one. That's why. That's why. You should Tom be Brady more confident. More, as, as many rings with Tampa as Rodgers has with Green Bay. They have the same amount of Bay rings. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I could Green Bay sneak into the playoffs? Maybe the NFC. And I think they could be a problem weak. for somebody. If, they could be a problem. Well, they could absolutely be a problem. Sure, we got Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Sure. I, especially, and here's the thing. This is why I really can't. I can make faces all day. And they didn't get they didn't get blown I, I out by anybody I, yet. I don't think. They, I think they lost a lot of close games. Well, I can't say you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Is because when you have a dude like Rodgers, like I've said it on lockdown things. When you have Joe Burrow. Right. It can hide some of those flaws. Yes. And and going into – and Rodgers obviously done it longer. Uh, Brady, too. Going into Philly on the road in the postseason, they'll just be like, all right, LFG. Like, that, that's what these quarterbacks do. Exactly. And so this idea that, oh, the Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings. Dude, are you sure you'd pick the Vikings against the Buccaneers right now? No. Are you sure you'd pick in a head-to-head the Vikings against the Packers? And I know the no. Vikings beat the Packers. Would you? No. Like, it's 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 tough when it's postseason football. So I'm not going to argue with you. I, I look more times than not, the elite quarterback wins. Not always, right? Nick Foles can win a Super Bowl. It can happen. Right. But man, is that the outlier? That is the outlier. And so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And 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 believe it or not. I saw two games in a row. I watched the Packers game against Dallas, and then I watched the game with the Commanders and the Eagles. And old school coaches, and I'm old, you can see the gray in my beard, but old school coaches would have felt really good about this fact. At the end of the day, it started to get cold. The leaves have fallen off the trees. Mm -hmm. That, you know, it's even a little chilly here in North Florida. I always talk about the weather. And teams decided that they were going to turn around and stick that ball in the belly of those running backs. Last night, the commanders had 48 rushing attempts. Those were That was more plays than Philly ran. And they beat an undefeated team. And mm-hmm. I watched that the day after. The Packers just said, you know what? We're going to keep running this thing right down your throat. Y'all going to back Michael Parsons up and try to make him an off-the-ball linebacker because we're going to eliminate him as a pass rusher. And, and what did so- the Bucks do? What did the Bucks do, too? They stuffed it right down. So my thing is, is all of this devaluing of running backs and all of these analytics and all of this new stuff, it has come down lately to a team that looks like, and look at, look at Tennessee making a run, by the way, Mm -hmm. who's who's starting to be a problem for people. The teams Mm -hmm. that are able to turn around and hand that ball off, control the clock, demoralize the other team's defense, get them frustrated, and then make the offense desperate on the other side of the field. 
have, and that's what I'm going with. I also give the nod to the 49ers because the 49ers, now that they got that other running back back and McCaffrey, they Elijah Mitchell. That's right. They are starting to do the same thing. Mitchell actually had more carries than McCaffrey. And then they still got mm-hmm. Debo Samuel. Watch them too, because they're another team that can rush the passer and can run the ball on offense and won't put a whole bunch of stress on Jimmy G. So it's starting to feel like the old school teams, those middle of the road teams. I know we mentioned Miami, but other than Miami, the rest of these teams, they're trying to bust you in your mouth and, yep. and, and control the clock. So that's why I'm going with those teams. And it just so happens that you pick the Bucks and I pick the Packers. Those are running teams with what? With great legendary quarterbacks that as soon as they get that going, guess what they're going to do to you? They're going to start carving you up. I'm telling you, it's a very, very dangerous time for all of these teams that like to throw it around a lot when you got those teams getting hot at this time who can run the football and have great passers who can hit you with play action and and, and, nit, and nitpick and keep those sticks going the other way. That's a bad, bad, bad omen for a lot of people. To summarize, after 10 weeks of NFL football, we know nothing. <laughs> It could go the exact opposite way, right? Five and five, Green Bay with four wins. The Bays, well, they they could both be playoff bound. We'll see. Uh, Regardless, we're going to have you covered each and every day here on Locked On NFL. So subscribe on YouTube, follow wherever you get your podcasts. And for Tony Wiggins, I'm James Erpine signing off for now on Locked On NFL.